Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Joey Harris. Folks, how are you doing? We are powering through August, aren't we? Almost into September. And just here to get you through another week with another look back at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. I am watching Raw, starting from the beginning, so I'm still in 93, and it is the episode where Hulk Hogan returns to Raw, five years after the big thing with the double ref angle and all of that, and he's still calling Ted DiBiase the multi-million dollar man. Some things never change, do they? But speaking of Hulk Hogan we look back at one of his biggest moments in his career. Because today, we flash back all the way to 1985 and look at the first WrestleMania from the WWF. I need to give some context. WrestleMania was shown on closed circuit and limited pay-per-view on March the 31st, 1985 from Madison Square Garden in New York City. There were 19,121 in attendance. The event was seen by over 1 million viewers through closed-circuit television, making it the largest pay-per-view showing of a wrestling event on closed-circuit television in the United States at the time. A technical glitch ended the closed-circuit broadcast early into the showing at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. To appease angry fans who pelted the screen with garbage, WrestleMania was broadcast in its entirety on local ABC affiliate WTAE-TV two weeks later. During the 1980s, World Wrestling Federation, main competition in professional wrestling industry was from Jim Crockett Promotions, which we talked about earlier this year. Vince McMahon countered Jim Crockett's successful Starcade annual events, which began airing in 1983 by creating the WrestleMania franchise. For the first WrestleMania, McMahon began cross-promoting with MTV, which was big at the time, and aired two wrestling specials. The first one was The Brawl to End It All, aired on July the 23rd, 1984, in which a match from a live Madison Square Garden broadcast was shown on MTV. Wendy Richter, allied with Cindy Lauper, defeated the fabulous Moolah, backed by Lou Albano to win the WWF Women's Championship on the card. At the war to settle the score, which aired in February 18, 1985, Leilani Kai, accompanied by Moolah, defeated Richter, again accompanied by Lauper, to win the Women's Championship. Aside from Lauper, other celebrities also appearing during the build-up to and at the event. Most notably, Muhammad Ali, Liberace with the Rockettes, and Major League Baseball manager Billy Martin all appeared during the main event. 
WrestleMania would be considered the WWF's flagship event. It has since become the longest-running professional wrestling event in history and is held annually between mid-March to mid-April. WrestleMania would eventually be described as the Super Bowl of sports entertainment. The card consisted of nine matches. Three championships were defended at WrestleMania. The WWF Women's Championship, the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, and the WWF World Tag Team Championship. Prior to the event, Greg Valentine had feuded with Tito Santana over the Intercontinental Belt. Valentine defeated Santana on September the 24th, 1984, for the championship. Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham won the WWF Tag Team Championships three months before WrestleMania from the tag team of Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch. In the months leading up to the first WrestleMania, Rowdy Roddy Piper began a talk show segment on WWF television entitled Piper's Pit. On one episode of the show, he hit Jimmy Snooker over the head with a coconut, leading to a feud between the two men. As part of the storyline, Piper recruited Bob Orton to be his bodyguard. On another episode of Piper's Pit, Piper spoke out against the burgeoning rock and wrestling connection, which led to a confrontation with Hulk Hogan. In February 1985, the two men faced each other at the war to settle the score where Hogan won by disqualification after interference by Paul Orndorff and Mr. T. Their ongoing feud led to their match at WrestleMania. As part of the promotion for the event, Hogan appeared on Hot Properties four days prior to WrestleMania, where he put host Richard Belzer into a front chin lock, a move that cuts off the flow of blood to the brain. Belzer, however, fell to the floor unconscious and began to bleed profusely. His injury required eight stitches. Belzer later sued Hogan for $5 million, but they eventually settled out of court. The night before WrestleMania, Hogan and Mr. T hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live to help promote the event. And if you look at this show, folks, if you think about what WrestleMania would become, that is not what this show is. This is a glorified house show at MSG with celebrities shown on pay-per-view and closed circuit. That's it. But, you talk about how this show had to be successful. McMahon was rolling the dice, betting it all on this show. And this show was a success. But as it already stated, WrestleMania was about to become a much bigger success. We go to our opening credits, very low-key compared to today. Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura welcome us to WrestleMania. Monsoon said later that Ventura was so nervous that Monsoon held him up by the back of his jacket for this stand-up. They say a few words before throwing it to Howard Finkel. He introduces Mean Gene Okerlund, who sings the national anthem. Vince McMahon would later change to America the Beautiful in future years just to be different. Jesse compares Mean Gene to Robert Goulet. Lord Alfred Hayes is in the entrance to the aisle and he previews the first match. You can tell that he is nervous. Mean Gene interviews Tito Santana. Santana says he doesn't know much about the executioner, but he respects every opponent, but nobody is going to stop him. 
Mean Gene then interviews the executioner. He says that after he beats Santana, everyone is going to know who he is. Tito Santana versus the executioner. Executioner is actually Buddy Rose under a mask. They do a crisscross running the ropes to start. Santana hits a back body drop and a drop kick. Executioner goes outside. He slowly comes back in. Santana working a side headlock. Executioner comes back and hits a knee to Santana's stomach. Back and forth. Executioner goes up top, but gets caught and slammed off. Executioner gets his knees up on a Santana splash. Executioner goes to work on Santana's leg, and Santana pushes him off and over the ropes. Santana body slams Executioner back in. Santana hits the flying forearm. Santana then puts the figure four on, and the Executioner gives up. Lord Alfred Hayes previews the next match. Mean Gene interviews S.D. Jones. He says that this is what he has been waiting for. Then Jimmy Hart and King Kong Bundy come in. They say that they are ready for S.D. Jones and will get the five count on him. King Kong Bundy with Jimmy Hart versus S.D. Jones. They badly mangle what is supposed to be the quickest match ever. It goes about 25 seconds and Bundy wins with the avalanche. They announce it as nine seconds. Your mileage may vary. Mean Gene talks to Matt Bourne, who will be taking on Ricky Steamboat. He says Steamboat is too nice to win. He is missing that killer instinct. Mean Gene then talks to Ricky Steamboat. He says it's the biggest event ever, and he came to the WWF to develop that meanness, and he is going to start with Matt Bourne. Gorilla and Jesse talk about the upcoming match. Ricky Steamboat versus Matt Bourne. They talk about Bourne's dad, Tough Tony Bourne. Steamboat does some nice leapfrogs. He then hits a knife edge on Bourne. Then a snapmare. He then puts a chin lock on Bourne. It is all Steamboat to start. Steamboat hits an atomic drop. Back to the side headlock. Bourne then hits a high knee. Bourne gets a couple of corner whips. But Steamboat is coming back. Steamboat then goes back to the side headlock. Bourne goes with some knees to the gut. Then Bourne hits a nice belly-to-belly suplex. Then he hits a snap suplex. They trade blows after Bourne gets a two count. Steamboat knocks Bourne down. Steamboat then hits a neck breaker and a throat chop. A knee to the sternum gets two for Steamboat. Bourne tries a comeback, but misses a clothesline. Steamboat knocks Bourne down and goes up top. Steamboat hits a high cross body for the pin. Lord Alfred then previews Brutus Beefcake versus David San Martino. Johnny Valiant and Brutus Beefcake just walk in front of the camera headed to the ring as Lord Alfred is talking, and Bourne almost does the same thing coming back from the ring. Pre-recorded comments as Mean Gene talks to David and Bruno San Martino. David says that he is ready for Brutus Beefcake. Mean Gene then talks to Brutus Beefcake and Johnny Valiant. This is a total train wreck of an interview. Valiant says that he will interfere if he wants to. And folks, if you can look at this interview and make any heads or tails of it, I'll send you a nickel. You pay for the stamp. David San Martino with Bruno San Martino versus Brutus Beefcake with Johnny Valiant. Jesse wonders if Beefcake is Valiant's son, which gets a genuine laugh from Gorilla. You get a shot of the crowd before they start. 
It takes a while to start as Beefcake and Valiant stall taking Beefcake's stuff off. They have a feeling out process. Power moves by David. Then some chain wrestling. Valiant complaining that David has grease on him and is hard to grip. David gets a front face lock on. Beefcake gets to the ropes. Beefcake with a body slam. But David holds on to the arm and gets an arm bar on. Back up, Beefcake with a side headlock and a takedown. Beefcake then hits a shoulder block and a hip toss. David with a leg takedown and a toe hold. Beefcake breaks the hold. David goes back to the leg hold. Beefcake again breaks the hold. David goes right back to the hold. Beefcake up and hitting some stiff forearms. Beefcake hits a back body drop. Beefcake with some kicks to David while he is down. Beefcake with an elbow to David's throat in the corner. Beefcake with a corner whip onto David, who sells his back being hurt. David reverses another corner whip and hits a back body drop on Beefcake. Some big shots and a suplex on Beefcake by David. That gets a two count. Beefcake throws David outside where he is attacked by Valiant. He slams David on the concrete which brings Bruno over. Bruno throws Valiant into the ring, bringing the crowd to life. Nobody can excite a Madison Square Garden crowd like Bruno San Martino. He gets a few shots in, but then gets jumped by Beefcake. All four men are going at it now as the bell rings over and over. The crowd absolutely loves Bruno San Martino. The referee disqualifies both men. The crowd doesn't like that at all. Jesse and Gorilla recap some of the matches that we've already seen. Lord Alfred Hayes previews the Intercontinental Championship title matches. Jimmy Hart and Greg Valentine again walk in front of the camera. Somebody should tell these people not to walk in front of the camera or move Lord Alfred. Pre-recorded comments. Mean Gene interviews Jimmy Hart and Greg Valentine. Valentine says that he is going to prove that he is the greatest inter Intercontinental Champion and the master of the figure four leg lock. Mean Gene then brings on the Junkyard Dog. He is second to none in the Charisma Department at this time, and he is ready to win the Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship match. Greg Valentine with Jimmy Hart versus the Junkyard Dog. Before the match begins, Gorilla Monsoon calls JYD the Juker, and I am so embarrassed for him. Music dubs City as JYD comes out, as they have dubbed, grab them cakes for another one bites the dust. Hart bails out of the ring when JYD comes in with its chain. Slow to lock up, but a lot of movement by both men. JYD gets an arm twist and a hard right hand in. Valentine with an Irish whip, but JYD catches his foot and spins him around and then hits him with another shot. Valentine gets a big knee in and an elbow. He misses the elbow and JYD hits him with two thump headbutts. Then another one and Valentine rolls outside. Back in, tests of strength. Valentine with a shot to JYD and a shoulder to his upper body. JYD trying to power out. Valentine with a couple of big shots that knock JYD down. Valentine drops an elbow on JYD's leg. Valentine setting up for the figure four. Softening up the leg. JYD trying to get away. Valentine hits a headbutt on JYD's crotch. He goes for the figure four, but JYD pushes him off. They trade blows, but JYD is selling that his right leg is severely hurt. 
Valentine with some heavy forearm shots. JYD knocks Valentine around and headbutts him several times. Valentine goes down face first. JYD is still selling the leg injury. Hart jumps up on the apron. JYD grabs Hart by the lapels. Valentine goes to hit JYD from behind, but hits Hart when JYD moves. The crowd loves that. JYD with some stiff shots to Valentine. Back and forth. Valentine gets JYD down and pins him while having his feet on the ropes. The bell rings and the crowd boos. Tito Santana comes out. He explains to the referee what really happened. The bell rings again and the referee restarts the match. He starts counting Valentine out. JYD wins by count out. Valentine is irate. A Tito chant goes out. The crowd loves the dog, though. Lord Alfred Hayes previews the tag team championship match coming up. As wouldn't you know it, the heels yet again walk right in front of the camera. Pre-recorded comments. Mean Gene talks to the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, and Freddie Blassie. Sheik says it's the best time of his life in his own Iron Sheik way. Blassie says that his team is going to be the next tag team champions. Mean Gene talks to Lou Albano, Barry Windham, and Mike Rotunda. They say that the time for talk is done. It's time for action. WWF Tag Team Championship Match The U.S. Express, Mike Rotundo, and Barry Windham with Lou Albano versus the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov with Freddie Blassie. Volkov does the Soviet National Anthem gimmick to begin. The ring is just pelted with garbage and people are visibly pissed and cursing at Volkov. Music Dub City as the U.S. Express comes out. They do get a nice ovation though. Rotunda and Sheik start. Sheik with a headlock, then Rotunda with a hip toss and a drop kick. Rotunda goes to a headlock. Wyndham tagged in and he's in control. Heels get Wyndham in their corner and Sheik goes for a drop kick, but Wyndham ducks and Volkov gets hit instead. Volkov tagged in. Rotunda in and he gets Volkov down, but only gets one count. Wyndham tagged back in. Constant tagging by the champions. Volkov runs Rotunda into Sheik's boot. Sheik is a backdrop and a knee in for a two count. A gut wrench suplex gets another two count. Rotunda reverses the suplex. Volkov tagged in and hits a big clothesline. Rotunda gets a sunset flip for a two count. Volkov attacks and Sheik tagged in and gets an abdominal stretch. Rotunda hip tosses out Volkov and Wyndham tagged in. Wyndham hits a big drop kick. Wyndham hits a bulldog. All four men in and brawling. Sheik knocked outside. Referee trying to get Rotunda out and Sheik nails Wyndham with Blassie's cane and Volkov gets the pin. We have new tag team champions and people are pissed. Mean Gene interviews the new champion. Fred Blassie says he didn't even have a cane at all. Sheik says they have proved that they are still the best. Lord Alfred Hayes previews the Body Slam Challenge. Mean Gene interviews Big John Studd and Bobby Heenan. Studd said that he's the only giant in wrestling. Heenan says Andre is done. Body Slam Challenge. Andre the Giant versus Big John Studd with Bobby Heenan. 
$15,000 versus Andre's career. Andre comes out to a nice ovation. A weasel chant goes out. Stud attacks early. Andre comes back with some stiff chops. Stud goes to the outside. Back in, Andre chokes Stud in the corner. He then squashes him in the corner. Stud goes for a slam but can't get Andre up. Andre gets a bear hug. A slam chant goes out. Stud tries to fight out of the hold. Andre with a big headbutt. Irish whipped by Andre and Stud tries to get the big boot in, but Andre catches his boot and hits Stud. Big chops by Andre and then big kicks by Andre to Stud. Andre then slams Stud and the crowd loves it. Andre gets the sack of money and starts throwing it to the crowd. Heenan sneaks up behind Andre and grabs the money and runs. Mean Gene interviews Andre. Andre says that he doesn't care about the money. He has proved that he could slam Stud and doesn't have to retire. Lord Alfred Hayes previews the women's title match and gets a kiss from the fabulous Moolah and Leilani Kai. Pre-recorded comments. Mean Gene interviews Cindy Lauper and Wendy Richter. Lauper calls Moolah Shmoolah and Leilani Kai Lani Kai. Richter says that she is dead set on getting her title back. Mean Gene then interviews the fabulous Mula and Leilani Kai. Mula has special glasses for the event and Leilani says that she is ready. WWF Ladies Championship Match. Leilani Kai with the fabulous Mula versus Wendy Richter with Cindy Lauper and Dave Wolf. Music Dub City as Richter, Wolf, and Lauper come out as I'm sure they originally played Girls Just Want to Have Fun. It takes a while to get started. Richter with the early advantage. She has a hammer lock on Kai. Kai gets a handful of hair for a one count. Kai with an arm lock. Kai goes after Richter's hand. They trade blows. Kai with a chokehold while Richter has a leg scissors on. Richter gets a couple of two counts. They go over by the ropes and Moolah grabs Richter and roughs her face up, which brings Lopper over. Kai gets a boot on Richter, who counters with a modified attitude adjustment. She gets a two count. Kai gets a double knee lift for a two count. A backbreaker gets another two count. Kai goes off the top rope with a crossbody, but Richter awkwardly rolls through to pin Kai. New champion. The crowd goes crazy. Mean Gene interviews Richter and Lauper. They are ecstatic, but this is an awkward interview. Howard Finkel then introduces guest ring announcer Billy Martin. He announces Liberace as guest timekeeper, who comes down with the four Rockettes. They do the famous leg kicks in the ring. Muhammad Ali comes out. He will be the outside referee. Jose Torres is shown in the crowd. Pat Patterson will be the inside referee. It's time for our main event, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff with Bob Orton Jr. versus Hulk Hogan and Mr. T with Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Piper and company come down played by a bagpipe group. The look on Piper's face is classic. Music dub city of Real American plays as Hogan and company come out, as I'm sure they used Eye of the Tiger. The team size each other up. Liberace rings a crystal bell to start. Hogan and Orndorff start in the ring. Piper wants in and tags. T wants in and the crowd wants it too. T tagged in and he and Piper are nose to nose. Then they slap each other. 
Piper gets a cheap shot in and does a takedown of T. Some chain wrestling. T picks up Piper and slams him. Then everyone, including the seconds and the referees, are in the ring. It takes a few minutes to maintain order. The heels go to leave. Then they start a count, but Hogan stops it and the heels are made to come back. Hogan corner whips Piper and clotheslines him. Hogan rams the heels' heads together. T tagged in and clotheslines Piper and then slams Piper and hip blocks Orndorf. Hogan tagged back in. A big boot knocks Piper outside. Orndorf nails Hogan from behind and knocks him outside. Back in, Hogan punished by the heels. T comes in and is dragged back outside by Patterson. Double atomic drop on Hogan. Orndorff dropping knees on Hogan. He follows that up with a big suplex. Piper tagged in. He hits some big shots and gets a two count. Orndorff tagged in and hits a backbreaker. Orndorff goes up top but Hogan moves. T tagged in and cleans house. He and Orndorff are scrambling around. Piper tagged in and he gets a front face lock on T. Hogan tagged in. Hogan rams the heels heads together again. Orton comes in but gets caught and cut off by Snooker. Orton then sneaks up top and Orndorff holds Hogan for Orton to blast him with his cast. But Hogan moves and Orndorff gets hit and Hogan covers him for the pin. The crowd is so loud for the finish. Orndorff is knocked out. Piper hits Patterson and he and Orton then leave. Orndorff recovers and wonders what happened. The crowd gives the faces a huge ovation. And as always, Hogan must pose. All the celebrities take ovations. Mean Gene interviews the faces. Mr. T says that it was really rough out there. He is blown up and is sucking wind. Hogan says that everyone was fired up and that they reigned supreme. Snooker says that it was just a pleasure for him to be there. Gorilla and Jesse recap the main event and WrestleMania as a whole and thank everyone for before signing off from MSG. Approximately three months after WrestleMania, on July the 6th, 1985, Greg Valentine lost the Intercontinental Championship back to Tito Santana in a cage match. At about the same time, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik lost the WWF Tag Team Championship back to the U.S. Express. They held the title until August when the team of Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine, later known as the Dream Team, became the new champions. On July the 8th, 1985, Don Morocco won the inaugural King of the Ring tournament by defeating the Iron Sheik in the finals. After Andre the Giant defeated Big John Studd at the event, Studd formed a tag team with King Kong Bundy, and the duo faced Andre and Hulk Hogan on a number of occasions. Later, the team of Stud and Bundy te teamed up in handicap matches against Andre, which renewed the feud between Andre and Stud. In late 1985, Wendy Richter lost her WWF Women's Championship in controversial fashion. She wrestled a masked female wrestler known as the Spider Lady, who pinned Richter to win the title. After the match, the Spider Lady was revealed as the fabulous Moolah. This finish was a screw job where one participant, in this case Richter, was unaware of the planned title change. Richter left the WWF shortly after, and Moolah held the title for approximately two more years. In a new storyline after WrestleMania, Roddy Piper began training Bob Orton as a boxer. 
Hulk Hogan accepted a challenge on behalf of Mr. T to face Orton in a match on the February the 15th, 1986 Saturday Night's main event. After Mr. T won the match, Orton and Piper attacked him, leading to a boxing match at WrestleMania 2 between Piper and Mr. T. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 